Our first scripture reading comes from First uh, Peter chapter four, verses eight through eleven. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of, manifold, of the manifold of grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift you have received. Whoever speaks most do so as one speaking with the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how can it It is no longer good for anything, but it is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome to Youth Sunday at Knox. We are so glad you're here. If I have not had the pleasure of meeting you yet, my name is David Annette, and I have the great good fortune to work with these young people here at Knox and to do the ministries with them here at church. This is one of the highlights of the year for us indeed, to have the opportunity to lead worship, to have some face time with this congregation that does so much to support the youth You encourage us, you send us on trips, you attend our fundraisers, we are grateful to you. A few years ago, I was at a youth ministry conference, and they set up tables for us to sit around and talk with other youth pastors and youth leaders and directors from around the country. And I was seated at a table with folks, and we shared what we do in youth ministry at our congregations. And I can tell you that almost everybody at that table did something like today. They did a youth Sunday. They gave the opportunity for the youth of the church to lead worship. Most of those other programs also spent time eating together, playing games together, having devotion and faith-filled experiences, serving the community, building up their own group. There was one thing, however, that I shared about our youth ministry program that made everybody stop and say, what? You do a musical every year, they said? Yes, indeed. This youth group spends time each year doing a musical. I'll tell you that in all the similarities we shared with those other programs, no one else was doing a musical at their churches. And they were shocked that we could pull it off every year. And I shared with them that we're kind of shocked we can pull it off too. most years. And it made me reflect about when I first arrived at Knox. This was an idea that I inherited from Roz Resnick, the person who ran the youth group before I did. And I had that same kind of reaction. You do a musical with the youth group. I questioned the time and the energy that it must take to do that until I saw that group perform Godspell which is the show that we are doing this year. 
I have to tell you, I was absolutely blown away to watch this group bond and have fun together, grow towards reaching a goal together, all while memorizing and acting out the teachings of Jesus on stage, singing about the lessons that he desired for his community and followers to learn. In the years since, we have found a lot of shows that achieve our goals, lots of shows that help us to learn other biblical stories or stories that have faithful connections for us. But we always cycle back to Godspell at least one time for every youth that comes through our program. We want to make sure that every youth has a chance to learn from Jesus on stage, just like I saw those kids do years ago. Godspell is a wonderful show. It's taken mostly from the Gospel of Matthew, so it, fight, it fits right in with our lectionary readings this year. The video depicted the Gospel text that Jesus says about being salt and light in the earth. Jesus' teachings come right after the Beatitudes section in his Sermon on the Mount. And you know, for as famous as this idea is in the church about being salt and light, I think we've all probably heard it before, it is easy for our modern ears to sometimes miss the importance of what Jesus is saying. That's because for us, salt and light are things that are kind of plentiful around us, aren't they? This morning when I got to church, this sanctuary was dark. And it was with just the flick of a switch that all these lights came on. Everything was illumined. These youth, when they go home today, I'm sure they will spend lots of good time with their families first. But eventually, when they run to their rooms, it'll be dark there. They will flick a switch and light will illumine all of their surroundings. It's pretty easy for us to light things that are in the dark these days. So too, I'm guessing if I asked everyone right now to dig around in your purses, in your pockets, to maybe open a cupboard or two around this church, we would be able to gather many packets of salt from restaurants, from takeout meals. Who knows where they come from sometimes? They're just around. Salt is a plentiful thing. If you go out to dinner or lunch today and ask for salt, the waiter will not bat an eye. They'll bring you as much salt as you want. It's probably already on the table. If you knock on the door of your neighbor and ask to borrow salt today, they will not question you. They'll probably give you a ton of it. Salt is something that is plentiful. We have to remember that in the ancient world, salt and light weren't as easy to come by all the time. And it goes to what Jesus is telling us here. Jesus is saying, you are the salt and light of the world. Things we have to have. Things we need. Things that are not all the time so easy for us to get. You have to do it. If Jesus were here today, he might pick another resource that we all want and need but sometimes can't find. He might say, you are the Wi-Fi of the world. What is the password? Jesus' point to us remains the same. You and I are part of this community that he is telling us to build. And we have something to bring. 
something of great value and great importance, and sometimes something that is hard to come by. There's another song in God's spell that the youth will sing for you in just a few minutes. It's called Beautiful City. It was not part of the original show that opened in 1970. It was actually created for the movie adaptation in 1973. But Stephen Schwartz would be quoted later as saying he didn't like the lyrics all that much of that song that he wrote. It wasn't until the riots happened in Los Angeles in 1992 that he rewrote the lyrics based on that experience. And the song really took hold for him. That was more than 20 years ago, the riots in Los Angeles. Many of us probably remember them. The racial tensions in our country have not changed much since then, have they? The need for us to sing of the creation of a community that fights for justice that God calls us to, it has not changed much either. We ask the youth to reflect this week on what it would take to create the beautiful city that God calls us to, a community that would represent and live out what God wants for all of us together. Where do you see the beautiful city being built? Here at church, in your life, in the wider world. The youth are going to share with you now some of their thoughts to that question this morning. And as they do, I would invite you to ponder that question as well. Where do you see God's beautiful city being built these days? I see the beautiful city being built when Knox members come together to house homeless families through Found House Interfaith Housing Network they donate food, make meals, play with the children, act as hosts, all to give the families a safe place. I see the beautiful city being built when Knox and Third partner together in mission and ministry in East Westwood with the rec center, meals, and the men's breakfast. I see the beautiful city being built in KYG where youth from East and West, from big schools and small schools, from public schools and private schools, from several different religious backgrounds come together for friendship, faith development, service and fun. I see the beautiful city being built when Jewish, Islamic, and Christian youth come together to share and learn from each other and then march together in the Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade. I see the beautiful city being built at Montreat. The fact that people from all over the world come together to connect, to share, and to learn about their faith shows me what a community can be. To quote the iconic band Starship, we built this city, we built this city on rock and roll. Uh, I see the be uh, beautiful city being built when this church makes music together. I also saw it happen when I played music at Montreat with everybody. By singing songs, playing instruments, a community formed of people who wanted to share, play music, and be together. I see the beautiful city being built when we made sandwiches for St. John's downtown. The sandwiches went to feed people downtown who did not have enough food to eat that day. I see the beautiful city being built when people pay it forward. We f when we think first about other people, and then someone else does that, and then someone else follows, a community of kindness and caring is built. 
I see the beautiful city being built when people can come as their real selves. The song Beautiful City from Godspell has a phrase, not a city of angels, which really resonated with me. In the beautiful city, it doesn't mean that everyone is perfect. We come as we are, and that is enough. I see the beautiful city being built when I think of the example of my two grandmothers. Their lives, an example to me, taught me lessons of joy and humbleness. When we live our lives with these things at the center, like my grandma's, a true community is formed. I see the beautiful city being built when we are honest about how we feel. Living in a community can still come with feelings of loneliness and isolation. Everyone has felt lonely at some point. People might feel separated, but in reality, we are all just looking for connection to one another. A beautiful city is a reminder that we are not alone, even when we feel like we are. I see the beautiful city being built when we volunteer and giving back. This is how I feel like I am growing. When I give back, I am not stagnant, but I am becoming a better person and helping someone else become better too. I see a beautiful city being built when we value connection and remember that people are the foundation, not building materials. This community is here and now and is always changing, literally and metaphorically. As people change, so, are do, so do our communities that we build. I see the beautiful city being built when we make friendships together like the ones we have made in this youth group. I see the beautiful city being built in my class at school. We are a small class, so we are very tight. We build each other up. Being in a real community means that you have spent time together, grown together, and support one another. I see this beautiful city being built when Knox members care for each other. The deacons come to mind and all the ministries that they do for people in need on a regular basis. Things like being present in times of crisis, prayer ministries, healing heart quilts, and so much more. To exemplify a beautiful city, I'm going to share a small excerpt from a poem I've written. If we wish to mend our broken world, light up this darkened sea, we must not look to the hearts of the hateful nor to the minds of our foes. We must look to our own hearts and grow love like a rose, sometimes sharp, sometimes wilting, but ever beautiful. Just a little bit about this. This is a longer poem, as I said earlier. It was chosen to exemplify a beautiful city as throughout the years I found it's rather hard to build a beautiful city in the world we live in right now with tragedies such as Uvalde and Club Q happening all too frequently. There's so much darkness, but we can't just look at the dark. We have to remember the fallen and band together in order to preserve their legacy and to make sure that, it, that they that more do not join them. We need to build this city on a unified foundation, not factions fighting amongst ourselves. Thank you. <laughs> 